the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. The Andrea K Show on AM 1170. The Answer is sponsored by Andrea K. Welcome to the Andrea K Show. She's blonde, five foot two, and one hundred seven pounds of dynamite in a dress. Here she is, Andrea K. Good evening and welcome to the Andrea K Show. It's Thursday night, and I am here. At AM 1170, The Answer. Don't have my normal engineer in the studio with me tonight, Todd, but that's okay because I got Nick here. Hey, Nick, say hi to everybody. Hey, he's waving. He's being shy tonight. Maybe if I could get him to eat a donut, then maybe he, he's she's shaking his head no. Hey, but you know who is willing to chat live with everybody out there who is always... A phenomenal contributor to the show, especially tonight, all the way from St. Louis. Louis is my gal, legal libertarian analyst for the show, Alicia Dern. Hey, Alicia. Hey, Andrea. Hey, girl. I can't think of a better night to have you on the show tonight because we got all kinds of legal rule of law issues to talk about tonight. And we got all kinds of liberty issues to talk about tonight and those of you who are listening out there if you want to be a part of the show there's a few ways to do that to join me and alicia you can follow me on twitter at andrea k5 friend me on facebook at andrea k as well as like my fan page i forget to mention that a lot i'm almost maxed out pretty much am maxed out on my friends on andrea k so cl- click on over to my fan page and click like on that and also don't forget about alicia dern things are starting to heat up over there on your uh, facebook wall are they not Oh, yes. It's been entertaining. It's funny to see some of the clashes between some of my uh, my liberal friends who are trial lawyers and uh-huh. some of your listeners and some of my libertarian uh, colleagues as well. It's it's definitely exciting over on, uh, <laughs> on my Facebook wall right now. All right. And that's just Alicia Dern, right? That's right. Okay. Now, also on Twitter, how do they find you? Uh, it's at Alicia Dern on Twitter as well. Okay. And on the landing page, before we get into it, you know, there's so much unrest going on in the nation. A lot of people wondering how they can, you know, get involved in politics and run for office. Alicia has written a book on that. It's called Just Pursuits. And um, you can find it on, on the landing page here at am1170.com. Go to the program, gu- program guide and find my show. And then you'll see the link to her book. So let's get right into it, Miss Alicia. All right. We've got SCOTUS care. We got here's the topics tonight. We got TPA, TPP because the TPA passed. We've got the Iran deal coming. We've got all this racial unrest uh, going on as well as the race for presidency. And so as I was preparing for the show tonight, it became clear to me the through line for all of this. And it is tyranny. And people might be saying, Andrea and Alicia, what in the world does SCOTUS care necessarily and the TPA necessarily have to do with tyranny? It's all about tyranny because every element that's gone on with all these topics tonight, these institutions like a co-equal branch of government, what's going on there is what we have is we have the scrubbing of America clean to transform it, 
which is what President Obama said he was going to do. He said he was going to fundamentally transform America. And if you look at everything that's happening in our nation today, from the ruling today to the passage of the TPA to all this crap going on with the Confederate flag, which is nothing but a false flag. It's about so much bigger than that. It's all about trying to scrub America clean, wipe everything from its foundation as we know it in order to redesign America as a socialist nation. And it's all, and how do they do it? It's all under the guise of altruism. It's all under the guise of taking care of people. That's what this supposed Obamacare was about. That's what supposedly all this trade deal stuff is about. Oh, it's supposedly going to be, you know, help, uh, help the little people. You know, that's what um, su- supposedly taking down this flag is all about. It's supposedly about caring about the victims. That's not what any of this is about. Let me read you a quote, Alicia, from the Walmart CEO. We don't want to sell anything that would make anyone uncomfortable. I put that on Facebook and Steph Watts was like, what? What? Is he referring to guns? Is he referring to guns? Well, he was actually referring to the Confederate Confederate flag. But the thing was, is when I read that, I thought that's when it really started clicking. That's the problem with this, because it's so generic. It's so broad that that's what it's all about. It's all about giving over our liberties, giving over our rights to a centralized government to tell us, you know, under under um, supposedly caring about people to protecting people from being offended, telling us what we can sell, what we can't sell, that if somebody decides they're offended, you know, we've got to, you know, not step on anybody's toes. It's tyranny. Meanwhile, though, by the way, Walmart is selling Che t-shirts. But that's where this is going. It's all about uh, tyranny is is all about telling people what they can think, what they can say, what symbols they can fly, what's allowed to be on fabric, what should be sold in stores. It's all got to be subject to some centralized government's approval. That's what's going on here. That's why last week, some people said to me this week, Alicia, they said, get off this flag stuff. Stop thinking about that. People are obsessing over a flag. I said from the beginning, it was never about a flag. That's just the tool that this is being used to to not only divide us along racial lines, but the tool that's being used to get an inroad in against speech, to get an inroad in against liberties, to get more and more and more power to a centralized government. And this is even worse because not only is it not doing anything to stop racism, but it's actually fostering more hate, which is racism, than ever before. It's certainly not about the victims because, in fact, Alan West, I don't know if you know this, Alicia, he posted an article that in 2000, in the year 2000, the Reverend Pinckney, who was tragically murdered in this, who's been forgotten about like all the other nine victims, he actually voted in May 2000 to place the flag where it is in the first place. So all this about taking down a flag supposedly on honor of the victims was for a man who actually voted to have it there. That's um, in, right? It's insane. Right. I mean, that, that, that just goes to show you that it's, uh, it has really nothing to do with technology. Well, no. no, and it's the very people that are defending rap lyrics that are demanding that the flag come down. The same people that are buying Chase shirts. So because, of course, when, when they want a centralized government, it's, it's the left doing this. You know, they don't want to care about, it, you know, everybody's who's offended. All it is is it's all about targeting anything that they can think that's related to conservatives and take that down so that they can then make the conservatives and the Republicans the bad guy and get more and more and more power given to the government. That's what it's about. And and I'm thinking that a lot of Americans are starting to see through this and they're starting to push back. But unfortunately, when we have idiots like in, in the Republican Party that are going along with it, 
you know, we now have, it, we have like a snowball effect, you know, and when, you know, some people were like, well, yeah, take the flag down. Well, I didn't necessarily oppose removing the flag, Alicia, but I said, do it with some brains, do it with some strategy. Instead of Nikki Haley going out there in this press conference, like every other Republican who's done, done, who's gotten caught toe tapping in a restroom, dragging his sad little pathetic wife out there, you know, apologizing, which is what she did with Tim Scott standing next to her. You know, a hang dog. It's like, come on, lady, have some sense. How about calling Hillary Clinton and Bill Clinton out and saying, hey, I, coming out there, she should have said, I call on the Democrat Party to join me. This was your flag of oppression. And it, if it's a flag of racism and oppression, it's yours, Democrats. I call on Hillary and Bill Clinton to come out here who used this as their campaign slogan in 92 to come and join with me and apologize and repent to these people if it's so offensive. And then let's all join together and take it down. But no, what she did was... She contributed to it. She validated the argument. And now we've got nonsense like Mitch Landrew in New Orleans saying we need to take down Lee Circle. You know, I mean, what's next? We're going to, you know, they're going to close down Camellia Grill where, I, you know, I just I just ate there in March. I've been eating there for 30 years. I mean, it's based upon a plant. It's, it looks like a like a little mini plantation. I swear to you, next time I'm going to go to New Orleans, it's going to be gone. I mean, where does it end, Alicia? You know, I thought um, I follow this person named Libertarian Girl on Facebook who often has really funny, insightful posts. And one of the things she said was, as of today, everything is officially offensive. Everything. Whatever you're thinking, whatever you're doing, it's offensive. So we just need to accept that that is the new normal. Well, except actually, well, see, well, that's funny, but I, I don't know that I agree. I mean, that's kind of what that dopey Walmart CEO was saying. Well, we can't sell anything, you know, that might be uncomfortable well, to anybody. But I mean, right, right. And, and that's true. But it's like, you know, if but we know that it's really all about just not offending the left, although there's nothing in the U.S. Constitution that protects you from not being offended. You know, I'm. A, I, you know, I don't think I've ever seen a Meg Ryan movie that didn't offend me. I can't imagine why. I don't know how the woman ever got cast in a movie. I can't. You know, I put out the other day that I think I can't stand Barbara Streisand and her music. I want that band. You know, people started posting all this stuff that offends them with Walmart. You know, I mean, it's just it. Where does it end? Well, I tell you where it's going to end if the Republican Party doesn't do something to push back. It's going to end with us literally having everything related to anything that the left doesn't like. Of course, they're going to still sell their, sell their Che T-shirts and everything else that, that that Christians find offensive, and everything conservative, everything related to traditional America is going to be gone, and that's going to lead us into talking about this uh, SCOTUS ruling when we come back from the break. I want to read a little bit from an article that I saw in American Thinker. Because this is not without precedent in terms of scrubbing a country's history and doing some cleansing in order to remake the history. I'm not going to get too long-winded in this, but you probably all know some of the examples. Uh, Like Stalin's attempt to remove all traces of the Romanov dynasty, including the complete destruction of the Russian Orthodox Church. Uh, Mao's Red Guards, who attempted to eliminate Western, including Christian influence from Chinese culture, as well as ancient Chinese culture itself. Um, it's all about destroying any offensive symbols of historical events um, that indicate be- that that are are you know opposing a belief that's differing from the reigning cultural powers. So that's what we've got. We the the left is all about tyranny. It's all about u- intolerance. Every it's got to be all their symbols and what they believe in, and everything else has to be destroyed. And that's what it's about. And the GOP, you know. Um, I, I have some ideas when I come back for what I think the GOP 
uh, should be doing to counter this because we're not diffusing the issue by going along with it. That never works when you're dealing with a bully. And that's exactly what this is. When we come back, I want to talk to Alicia about SCOTUS care. She is an attorney. I've got some questions for her on this that hopefully she can help us to understand what is not understandable to me with the SCOTUS care thing. And I want to find out uh, from Alicia as well from others as to what the GOP should be doing about the situation. Hey, don't change that dial. You're listening to the Andrea K. Show on AM 1170, The Answer. AM 1170, The Answer. Convenient homestyle recipes and unique menu favorites. Sombrero, your place for San Diego-style Mexican food. Roll tacos, California burritos, and don't forget your salsa. Sombrero Mexican food. We get it too. Do you struggle with the day-to-day management of your business? Proteus takes the pain out of the business process management by providing you a complete system for efficiency, automation, continuity. Proteus is business solution that wraps itself around your business and grows with you. Gone are the days of multiple programs and systems for sales, inventory, customer management, and financial reporting. Proteus serves your business every day, all day, and revolutionizes the way you do business. Visit us today to see how Proteus can assist you online at www.proteuserp.com or call today, 877-749-3533. If you've got questions, we've got answers. AM 1170, The Answer. Glad to have you here with me. I had to take off my sweater during the break because I was all fired up going into the break. By the way, uh, if you're paying attention to a little theme there with the music tonight, today is actually the sixth anniversary of the passing of Michael Jackson and uh, an actual musical legend, whatever you think of him personally. Uh, So tonight's music is in honor of MJ. Um. Speaking of honor, I want to honor everybody of you, all my friends and supporters out there in uh, the Twitter and and Facebook world. Thank you all for listening. That's where the real genius is. Lots of great comments out there tonight. Um, We were talking about before the break, we were talking about scrubbing our culture. My theory is, and and I think it's a pretty much common sense one, pretty obvious, actually. They're trying to scrub us of everything cultural that's based on traditional conservative America because conservatism is really based on what our founders believed, limited government, individual responsibility and accountability. So that's a whole lot of what's going on here and why they're trying to scrub a lot of our traditional Americans. So Joseph puts out there, anybody remember Sambo's from over 30 years ago? It sounds familiar, but I'm not sure I really remember it. But um, before we get into SCOTUS care and this ruling, um, I want to take a call because it looks like an old friend of mine who is a feather, fellow feather, a fellow Southerner is on the line. And I, I think I have an idea what he wants to chime in on. Is that you? my Georgia Bulldog, Bill Gray. Yes, ma'am, it is, indeed. How are you doing? I'm awesome. Um, Did you hear my opening rant? Oh, my gosh. (laughs) (laughs) A little over the top, baby. No, 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 no. It was was perfect. In fact, um, one of the things that uh, is not being done is is, uh, there's not enough people like you uh, angry about what's going on. I, I mean, we have people in Congress that are so stupid um, Bernie Thompson from uh, Mississippi wants um, the House approval of a resolution requiring removal of state flags containing any portion of Civil War 
era Confederate battle flag. This is a part of our history. They are literally tearing us down. What's next? Are we going to be losing our American flag? Is that next? I mean, what part of uh, institu- what institution is, is actually going to be next? Well, uh, we're talking about uh, traditional marriage is gone, the attack on Christianity. I mean, this um, uh, SCOTUS care. I mean, uh, just everything seems to be poking a, a thumb in the, in the eye of the American people, and it's just becoming. I, holy crap, where's the pink liquid? Well, I mean, it's 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 calculated. It's absolutely calculated. He said he wanted to transform America. And, you know, President Reagan, I'm going to talk a little bit about Reagan in, in a little bit when we get into the 2016 GOP race. Um, but he's been sounding the alarm since 1964, probably before, but I just read, you know, excerpts, and we have all heard the, this famous speech in 64 about, um, he said that the inroad, they would get the inroad to socialism through the medical care system because who, who wants to deny? health care to sick people you know it's always that's why i said at the top of the hour it's always under the phony altruistic we're taking care of people stuff and and americans need to wake up to it and i'm very disappointed bill that thank you for those kind words to me there's not enough people here connecting dots you know i am a huge fan of of megan kelly and fox but i'm hearing too many people like her oh you know oh why are they trying you know making it be about the confederate flag come on it's so much bigger than the flag who really believes that it's just about a flag and we already have professors in universities that are that are blaming we, that was at university of michigan where a professor is already including it into his curriculum blaming what happened in charleston on right-wing jews and christians and conservatives they're actually even tying it in to jews at this point I mean, it's it's this is it's it's a full. They're drawing a lot of straws, but the 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 biggest thing here is is uh, is beyond. Have to look beyond. What are they? What's the what's the end game here? Because liberals are are uh, they're very patient. You know, they're they're the uh, well. They've been working right. They've been working a long game for uh, a long game for a while. The end game is a full socialist system. I feel that a lot of this has to do with the South. Traditionally, was um, was very conservative. Uh, Democrats, but now it's mostly conservative Republicans, and I think the end game here is to literally destroy the base in the South of Republicans for the next election. That's the that's the immediate goal. The long term goal is to completely, like you said, fundamentally change the United States, and uh, they're doing it. I mean, we have we have people in, in Congress um, with an R in front of their name. Um, have no bones. No, no, go back no they don't. I mean, when you look at Nikki Haley and what she did, if you were going to, if you were going to join together, like I said, and then I want to get into SCOTUS care. You know, I, I'm not. I wasn't opposed to necessarily taking it down at the state capitol because, as a governor, there. You know, I, I'm all for state states' rights. Um, I just think that you know the Republicans are. Um, they, they allowed, she allowed herself to be bullied. And if you're going to kowtow to, you know, punch back, if you're going to take down the flag, she wasted an opportunity, Bill. The GOP is always on the defense. The second, you know, the second somebody mentioned the flag a week ago, she should have been on it and been proactive. The second, they always let the narrative get away from them. They always kowtow. They always, they're always playing defense and they're always knuckling under the enemy. Uh, and I, I almost I thought for a second there I had a slip in, in words and Florid, Freudian slip, but you know what? They are the enemy. They're anti-American. The left is the enemy, and they seek to destroy this nation. And one of the ways in which they wanted to take it down 
was by the breakdown of the separation of powers. And that was complete today with the SCOTUS care ruling. For anybody out there who doesn't know, we have three co-equal branches and it's supposed to be from our founders. And of course, what are we talking about wanting to scrub uh, our nation from its foundation? It's supposed to be a really critical check on the balance of power. And what happened today with them ruling for Obamacare was basically the complete the complete annihilation of that separation. Am I overstating it, Alicia? I, okay, so in my answer to that is I think actually you are overstating it. I don't think that um, the separation of powers has was lost today. I think that the, judi- the judicial branch has been weak since FDR. And today, you know, it's just one of many decisions where they are afraid to stand up to the congressional, uh, to Congress, to the president. And they're deferring. Um, and that's what happened today. This was not a, a decision based on rule of law or even the words of the law itself. This was a decision that was based on uh, practical considerations, which uh, the courts do a lot. Uh, but, you know, I, I appreciate a justice like Scalia who looks at the law and says we're meant to interpret it on what it means, not just what we want it to mean, because we, we're trying to to broker a peace between uh, the, the Senate and the, uh, between the executive branch and the population or whatever it is that they're trying to do. There's just too much deference. Well, today wasn't even about, but yeah. let's back up for a second because today, um, oh, by the way, I forgot to say goodbye to Bill. We're, Bill, we're, thank you so much for calling in. Love you. Appreciate it, your, your hey, words. I, I have to one thing. Yes. The, the Supreme Court is one branch uh, of, the, of our government that needs to have term limits and be elected. I've said this for years, and this today proves it. I agree with you there. Here, here, brother. Love you. Have a good night. Talk to you again. Okay. For the, just to back up, for anybody who wasn't even sure what they were hearing today, they actually weren't deciding on the, the law itself, though, Alicia, but just one aspect of Obamacare, and that involved the subsidies, and the four right. words that were in question were established right. by the state capital letter. So they right. really were, were just interpreting those four words. And, you know, Scalia said today is a day where words no longer mean anything. Because we have a day, we, because the, Roberts now is on record for being someone who interprets the word penalty to be a tax and the word state to no longer be a state. This, right. this, but, this was not interpretation today. This yeah, was. But that's been the case of the Supreme Court for a while, actually. Um, but Scalia has been fighting it for a long time. He's been trying to bring out uh, decisions that are based on what the laws themselves say and what the Constitution itself says. Um, but unfortunately, our Supreme Court for a very long time has gotten away from that sort of strict interpretation role and has been really, really ruling based on public policy. And that's that's what we thought. Yes. Yeah, I mean, these are guys that are supposed to be the independent collective legal geniuses of the world. They're supposed to be, compl- because they're a co-equal branch and they have lifetime appointments, the idea is that they would be free from political pressure. But the five today, they're... Act- well, FDR proves that that wasn't true. Have you ever heard the saying, uh, the switch in time, save nine? You know, FDR uh, threatened to pack the court, and ever since that time, the Supreme Court has been weak. Well, yes, but I'm saying the original intention was that they be free from political pressure. And yeah. And, you know, now what we've got is we've got, you know, these five today acted like they were, you know, on, on, uh, you know, Obama's subcommittee, you know, for, you know, Pelosi to try to get this thing passed. You know, it's it's absolutely outrageous. And, you know, it it, to me, um, 
the Supreme Court is signaling that they're not going to be the place to get this this uh, Obamacare statute overturned. This is going to have to be overturned by Congress. And the problem with that is that the insurance companies have paid off too many people in Congress. And right now, the promise the problem is that uh, Obama would veto any legislation that uh, amended or uh, or um, got Obamacare off the books, and we couldn't overcome it with a two-thirds vote of the Senate. True. And although, the, again, it's not the role of the Supreme Court to send a message and to lecture the American people or Congress. Well, you know what? We're not going to we're not going to slap down a law that should be slapped down because we, this really we really shouldn't even be looking at this law in the first place. You know, I, I'm, right. you know, I'm so tired of hearing people like Krauthammer saying, well, you know, like when when Roberts initially, you know, did his stupidity of of. Uh, rewriting it on behalf of Obama, supposedly because it's like, you know, being like the school marm, you know, lecturing the students. That's a bunch of crap. Okay. However, I will say who I blame as much as Roberts is I do blame the GOP because what did the GOP do? They left it up to SCOTUS to do right. their job, who ended up doing POTUS's job for him. Okay, the GOP should have stood with Cruz last fall when he tried to get this thing unfunded. They should have never funded it in the first place. When the American people gave them a mandate in November, specifically because, you know, Obama comes out today and he says, this ruling today shows that the law is working. What? Say what? That is insane. Everybody knows it's not working. The American the American people said in November, one of the reasons why they gave the Republican Party a majority was because they were feeling the reality of the effects of Obamacare with everybody's premiums going up 40 and 50 percent at the same time that the deductibles were going up. You know, it, it's never was never about health care. It was never about access to doctors. It was never about taking care of sick people. It was always about control. This is tyranny. And the GOP had an opportunity to stop it. Romney could have stopped it in 2012, but couldn't stand up there at the podium and offer any solution. All he would say is, on day one, I will repeal Obamacare. With what, fool? Oh, that's right. You're the one who came up with this genius idea in the first place. So what was the GOP doing putting him up there as the nominee? Back in 2012, this is all over the GOP as well. Every one of them sat back and thought that they could count on on the court to do their job for them. And that. I don't. I think that they wanted that because I think a lot of them are in the pockets of the insurance companies, and they didn't. They want to play lip service to oh, Obamacare is evil, but they're not going to do anything about it. They're hoping the courts would bail them out, and that didn't happen. Obviously, I mean, I think the very first ruling on Obamacare is ridiculous. I think that this was an unconstitutional law. It is a tax. Um, it's uh, forcing Americans to pay for something. That's tax, you know, <laughs> something they don't want to pay for. Today's, uh, today's decision is ridiculous in that it doesn't make any sense um, in plain English, but this, today's decision would not have caused Obamacare to be repealed. It just would have created um, practical chaos, which, you know what, if you're going to sign a bill, a pass a bill that you haven't read, and then it turns out to be chaotic, that's the consequence, and it's not the Supreme Court's job to, to prevent that. Exactly. And then the, and then you're so right about lip service, because, then you know, first of all, the spin came out. Well, this is actually good for Republicans, because if they had struck down the subsidies, the Republicans would have been in a really difficult position, you know, with people hurting yeah, like you're talking. About. So, yeah. So then we get the lip service of, you know, some uh, Brian Babin from Texas saying that he wants to introduce some legislation that the Supreme Court then will have to, you know, um, join Obamacare and go into the same 
you know, um, exchanges that everybody else is going to have to go under. Well, you know, how is that going to solve anything? They ain't going to fix a thing. Those people are set yeah. for life financially. They, they don't even going to care. You could shove them into an exchange and they'll just go pay out of pocket for some VIP care somewhere down the yeah, road. All of them are going to be on Medicare. <laughs> right. <laughs> it's right. a really terrible program. So maybe it would be good to have all the Supreme Court justices on Medicare. <laughs> they can feel what that's like. Yeah. Well, you know, <laughs> um, I... I am waiting. We're going to we're going to take a break. When we come back. We're going to shift gears. I want to talk a little bit about some other things that have happened, like why in the world did President Obama come out yesterday or was it today? I mean, so much happens, Alicia. I don't even I can't even keep up with his new policy on hostages. What's going on there? We're going to talk about the TPA passage. We're going to talk about the GOP presidential race. So things are heating up here. Things are already hot here on the Andrea K show. Stay tuned, everybody. Want to start living better, longer? LaVita Compounding Pharmacy can help. Proudly improving the lives of over 10,000 patients, preparing personalized medications with the highest care, quality, and safety. Voted Union Tribune's best local pharmacy, LaVita specializes in bioidentical hormones, prescription skin care, transdermal pain creams, and more. Let us help you find the path to living better, longer. Visit us at LaVitaRx.com or call 866-507-1990. I'm Nicole Donnelly, and for over 20 years, I've owned and managed Miramar Kitchen and Bath with one goal in mind, to offer great service and great value. Just listen to what our customers are saying. Service was excellent. Easy process, start to finish. We are really happy with our new bathroom. We've already talked to them about redoing our kitchen. They have our complete trust. Call Miramar Kitchen and Bath, 858-271-8434, or visit my showroom, just one half block off Miramar Road on Commerce Avenue. Contractors license 657-333. Miramar Kitchen AM 1170, The Answer. Welcome back to the Andrea K. Show. Ooh, that's one of my favorite MJ songs. If I had my in-studio cam like I used to, y'all would see me do a little chair dancing. I'm going to make a commitment to y'all right now that next week, one way or another... I'm going to have some kind of studio uh, camera feed going on in here so we can get back to the old days when y'all used to see me rocking and rolling here in my chair. <laughs> Speaking of rocking and rolling, Alicia, did you see this press conference that Obama did where he was talking about this new hostage policy? You know what? I make it a habit to not watch press conferences with Obama. It just gives me heart- <laughs> <laughs> you know, I, I, I shout at the TV, you liar, just like Congressman Wilson. <laughs> I think I might have been stuck in the bathtub when this one came on and the remote was too far away from me. And I'm still recovering from an ear infection. So I usually try to avoid listening to him, too, and wish I had missed this one. Well, I w- it, it struck me because he comes to the microphone. Big press conference, right? Like he didn't come out and do a press conference when, you know, you know, 20 Christians are, are you know, beheaded by ISIS, you know, Americans are as well. You know, he can barely come off the golf course for that. But he has this huge like Rose Garden press conference where he goes in this really long winded thing about this new hostage policy. And I'm like, I, I immediately went to Facebook. Why now? Why do this publicly? Somebody says to me, well, we've already got some military um um, you know, that are already being, you know, held hostage and, you know, this is kind of heating up. So I'm like, well, still, then that begs the question, 
you know, why now? Right. And um, so he goes into this thing, basically long and short of the press conference, Alicia, was that, um, you know, the uh, the. American government is now going to be working with the families. We're not we haven't changed our policy. The American government's no longer going to be paying off hostage takers, but they're going to be coordinating and helping with the with the families to do it. Oh, okay. You know, really? So you're going to go and announce this publicly? You know, then all of course, you know, the wisecracks from the genius um, friends of the Andrea K show come out. Timothy Shea's like, it's the new it's the new stimulus plan. It's the new Obama <laughs> jobs plan. I mean, you know, come on, there's corporations getting started right now thinking who they can take right to get money. But so I'm thinking there's still got to be more to it than that. Well, then I see this article somewhere. I don't even know where it was that um, basically this hostage policy came under the presidential policy directive number PPD-29. But when the White House corrected the number for some reason to PPD-30, it meant that Obama had actually issued a secret directive sometime in the past 17 months. Because he signed another one, PPD-28, in January 2014. So then people were like, well, what was in this PPD-29? And nobody knows. And a spokesperson for the National Security Council declined to comment. Nobody knows what's in this. It's missing. And it's not only not available to the public, but Congress doesn't have any copies. So we have some policy direct. Remember, the rule of law and transparency will be the hallmarks of my administration. There is policy going on right now that involves terrorist organizations and hostages that he's been secretly signing. And and we know nothing about it. This is scary to me. Well, I mean, it should be. It should be scary to everybody. I, I think that this administration has been doing a lot of things secretively. And it's funny. I, I would think that the left would be on just just screaming about how Gitmo is still open. We're still doing these interrogation tactics. We're still um, we, we've got drones where we've got civil, forfeit, civil uh, forfeiture. We've got all these things that are trampling all of our rights. We're collecting data on Americans and we've got secretive directives. I mean, he's as bad or worse than President Bush, and yet not a peep. Worse than, oh, far worse than President Bush when it comes to this stuff. And, and what what concerns me about it is is it's it involves dealing with hostage takers who are Islamic terrorists. We've got a president who is anti-Israel who has facilitated in the takeover of a large part of the Middle East by radical Islamists. He's refusing to call them out, actually defending them and, you know, equating and actually accusing Christians of being worse. We have him basically doing everything he can to help facilitate Iran getting a nuke. Let's be honest. This nuke deal, there's there's no deal. I mean, Iran basically in, in their parliament the other day, such as it is, chants death to America and laughs in our face and says, we ain't giving you any inspections. And the Obama administration does nothing. They're like, a what, a month or two away? This is who is 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 negotiating and signing some kind of policy stuff behind her back. This is this is talk about the scrubbing of America and from its foundation, from its roots and turning it over into a different kind of nation. You know, you know, they want to take down the Confederate flag. And you know what? That man's flag back that he was trying to sell in his campaign website in 2012 was the Obama flag. That's the one that they want flying. And what was on that flag? That was a symbol of Islam rising up over America. 
That's that's really what he wants to get over on us. And where is the GOP? What are they doing? We find out today, Alicia, did you hear this? That we now know absolutely without question on March 26, 2004, this guy sitting in to head up the IRS lied when he said that they were going to hand over the documents that they were ordered under subpoena to preserve. And those documents were destroyed. And Chaffetz, who was on Megyn Kelly's show tonight, was asked directly, did he was he lying? Well, he wasn't truthful. <laughs> is there a difference? <laughs> well, yeah. I mean, it's like, come on, GOP. I mean, it's like, not only you not even hold, if you can't even say the L word, what trust do we have that you're going to hold anybody accountable? Do yeah. something. This is another institution, the IRS, that specifically, we have evidence specifically targeted political groups because they were opposition. This, there's no greater tyranny than that. And we've got a Republican Party that's supposed to be the, the the party of liberty, that's supposed to be the party of freedom, supposed to be the party of limited government that is doing absolutely nothing to stop it. It's another institution. It's another piece of the fabric that they've destroyed. We need a GOP to abolish the IRS. We And, and I'm liking that Rand Paul started talking flat tax again. We need to get that institution done. We need it over with. We need a simplified tax code. All the people who are complaining about how they can't afford health care and they need tax subsidies and tax credits, you know, if we just got rid of the IRS and had a flat tax, those poor people wouldn't need those credits. And we would stop giving corporate welfare. Those tax credits are essentially corporate welfare to the insurance companies because we're, that's the American government saying, here's money for you to buy a corporate product. We just get rid of the flat tax and people can stop being taxed to death. They can buy what they need to survive in their lives. Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, we can we can debate the minutia of it. You know, I mean, like I heard Krauthammer say, I mean, I, what, one of the things, let me back up. One of the things that I liked about Rand Paul's suggestion was uh, when you go to the flat tax, you don't immediately take all the deductions away. You absolutely don't do what Krauthammer said. You know, he's starting to become so irrelevant to me. Oh, let's get rid of the mortgage, you know, tax deduction. I mean, that's one of the primary ways people are able to afford a home right now. You can talk about creating a housing crisis and foreclosures everywhere from people no longer being able to afford their home. That's the kind of thing you try to phase out over time, okay? Um, but So there are ways that we can ease into just a complete flat tax that doesn't destroy large segments of, of our economy. And then, we, and then we get freedom back. We get more money back into our pockets. People can start living their lives again. And, and we've got this oppression. I mean, the IRS is the only institution in this nation that gets to declare you guilty first and you have to prove your innocence. That should never. How did we ever get to this point in America, Alicia, where we have an agency that has that kind of power? Well, because the tax credits. So and I, I'm going to disagree with you. I think we should get rid of tax credits and we should have a low enough flat tax. Or if we want to have a couple of graduated taxes for the poor people, fine. But if we are taxing people at such high amounts, they don't need deductions. And the problem is with that we are using the IRS. That is how Congress is, is buying, getting bought because they are writing in these deductions into their pet industries so who are then turning around and giving them money to their campaign. So the IRS is really just a very corrupt organization that's being used by Congress to, for them to to uh, accept bribes, essentially. I mean, a lobbying is accepting bribes in a lot of ways. Right. Uh, well, I have so, to I have to correct you, though, Alicia, because uh, you got to remember that President Obama said there wasn't a smidgen. There wasn't a smidgen <laughs> of corruption going on at the IRS. Uh-huh. Oh, yeah. I mean, uh-huh. has that man ever told the truth? He would literally climb a tree to tell a lie. 
I mean, go out of his way. Go out of his way. I mean, he's pathological. Speaking of lying, you know, who, as if anybody really believed Hillary when she came to the microphone and said, I handed over everything to the State Department on day one. I mean, the woman set up, you know, a private server so she could hide, you know, her documents from everybody. Well, now we know since her buddy, we have proof that she withheld emails because her buddy, Sidney Blumenthal, turned over emails that she didn't. And where's the GOP? Right. Where's the GOP? What are they doing? They're doing nothing, Alicia. Doing absolutely nothing. They're, they're, they're not going to. I think that's really disappointing, but they're going to let Hillary slide right through. Um, and, and, and it is disappointing because, you know, that kind of behavior, I mean, first of all, she was a high officer of this country. Uh, so she was had a special trust to, to handle information appropriately and to keep the faith of the American people. So she's completely breached that. But the, the thing that bothers me the most about it is the double standard. You know, I, somebody just posted on my Facebook the other day that if you destroy evidence, if you destroy emails or wipe your browser history, um, you could be held uh, in a criminal contempt um, by, by the federal courts. And that's, you know, if you ever destroy anything that could potentially be evidence in any investigation, that's a, that's a crime. So the rest of us could be charged with that, convicted, and go to jail, but Hillary Clinton is above the law. She's literally above the law, and it's just offensive. Yeah, it is. And, you know, we're we're not – that is not supposed to be what our nation's about. We have – talk about scrubbing America from what it was and wiping it clean and changing it and transforming it. We were never supposed to be about a ruling class in a centralized government. And little by little, you know, it's like Bill Gray was saying earlier, you know, they play a long game. You know, I had Brenda J. Elliott on my show a couple of years ago. She and Aaron Klein, who does a great radio show out of, I think, Jerusalem, actually, wrote a book called Red Army thick book about all the socialists and the Marxists that have completely infiltrated our government and what their game plan is. And Ronald Reagan spoke about it uh, in his 64 speech, and it was a lifelong quest for his to rout out communism. He was able to take take down the USSR, but unfortunately, he wasn't able to take it down the movement that was growing here in the nation. So I want to take a quick break and we come back. I want to talk about uh, the presidential race, and I want to talk about some some suggestions for what some of them could do by taking in a page out of my favorite president's book. So don't change that dial, everybody, because we've got more of the Andrea K Show on the other side of this break. Thanks for listening. This is AM 1170, The Answer. Fresh Healthy Vending, the nation's largest healthy vending company, is looking for locations in this area to place its latest innovation. A fresh, healthy micromarket at absolutely no cost to your business. A fresh, healthy micromarket is like a mini health food store for your office break room. Choose from breakfast meals, fresh salads, wraps, hot meals, smoothies, cold-pressed juices, and more, all at a convenient self-checkout kiosk. Now you can offer your employees exactly what they want. All natural, healthy, fresh, and organic foods. Fuel productivity and creativity, decrease absenteeism, and increase morale. Fresh Healthy Vending is offering the first 20 offices that sign up $250 cash and 15% of the net profits each micromarket generates each month. For free information about this exciting and healthy opportunity, visit freshandhealthy.org to request your free machine. 
AM 1170theanswer.com. Hear us anywhere in San Diego and the world. AM 1170theanswer. Welcome back to the Andrea K Show. That's one of my favorite MJ songs. Speaking of beauty queens, well, she may not be a beauty queen necessarily, but she's the queen of the campaign for the GOP, in my opinion, and that's Carly Fiorina. Did you get a chance, Alicia, to uh, see her interview at all tonight with Hannity or any of, of her on the campaign trail in the last few days? I, I've seen her on the trail. I didn't see Hannity tonight, uh, but she certainly has a lot of good things to say. I, I I really enjoy listening to her, actually. Well, I think that it is time. I think that we we have a less than successful history in this country of uh, non-career politicians running for president and running for office, Um, you know, including Jesse Jackson. Remember when he ran? (laughs) Oh, yeah, actually. You know, I think I was a kid. Um, Anyway, um, I think that I think the nation is ready. I think that we are really ready for a non-career politician. I think that um, that's why I think in spite of a lot of people believing that Trump is really in it just for a publicity stunt, people are digging his style and they're and they're we're ready for a non-career politician because people can see that we become a one party rule when when the American people say we don't like this amnesty and this executive order. We don't like Obamacare now that we, we've read it and we've seen what's in it. And we're suffering under it. For, it was supposedly going to ensure 40 million Americans, only 7 million or 10 million or so were signed up. But most of those were people who had insurance that were promised they could keep their insurance and lost it. Okay, so the American people gave power to the Republican Party and they did nothing with it. And now they all joined together to pass the TPA, which has now been done. Supposedly, we were told that, you know, oh, Andrea, you're wrong about this TPA. We got to give authority to President Obama because he I guess because he's such a great negotiator. Look at the Taliban five. And <clears throat> so we got to give him power. And that's going to give us a chance to see the TPA, TPP, the tra- actual trade promotion, Trans-Pacific, whatever, uh, that's been hidden, even though actually the Republicans were allowed to see it. it was just under lock and key. Well, you know what? The TPA has been passed. Where is it? Why haven't we been able to see it? Oh, gee, yeah, I guess it didn't. The TPA really didn't provide any additional sunlight on that TPP deal. So getting back to Carly Fiorina, all of this is why American people are are really seriously, really willing to elect a non-career politician. So uh, while I love Trump, I love his smackdown and his style, the way he beat down Neil Young. Did you hear about that, Alicia? Yes. <laughs> Trump is, if nothing else, Trump is entertaining. He's an entertaining addition to the field. <laughs> well, he's entertaining, and I tell you, he's courageous and he's fearless, and he would not have done anything as stupid as Nikki Haley. If he had felt like it was it was a good move to take down the Confederate flag, he wouldn't have done it without taking down the people who put it up in the first place, and that's the Democrats. He would have been smart about it because he, he doesn't let bu- bullies punch him between the nose like Neil Young, who came begging to him for money a couple weeks ago and then tried to shame him for using his song when Neil Young has come out in support of Bernie Sanders. Although why, you know, Trump used his song in the first place is beyond me. I love Trump's style. He's rising in the polls because Americans are ready for a non-politician, the one they should be looking at. The one non-politician, non-career politician, business person they should be looking at is Carly Fiorina. Trump is big on bluster, zero on details. Here's some details from Carly Fiorina. Yeah, but you know what? That worked for Obama. (laughs) Well, yeah, it did. And you know what? I, I... 
I would rather Trump than Hillary Clinton. So, you know, if he ends up the nominee, I will vote for him. But I really want to see details, Alicia, because I am a wonk. I am, it, the details matter. They matter. You know, that's why when Romney got up there in the debate and couldn't say what he would replace Obamacare with, he lost. Because details matter. So here's the details that I like from Carly Fiorina. She says day one, she'd, the first thing she'd do is make two phone calls. The first one would be to Bibi. That meant everything to me, not just because of how much I love Bibi, love him so much and have the world's biggest crush on him, but because that sends a signal to him that we are back, that we have his back. And it sends a message to the rest of the world and to all the enemies we face abroad and domestically who want to take us down because we're Christian and, and, and conservative and traditional American nation and because they're our greatest ally. She said so much to me in that statement. I got where she, I read all between the lines on that. She sees the enemy exactly as I see the enemy. She says her second phone call would be to the Supreme Leader of Iran. She says he probably wouldn't take her call. She said, but her message would be, you either open up and let us inspect or we're going to cut off every avenue of moving currency around the world. This is a woman who is smart. She is fearless and she gets it. She is uh, commanding. In her presence, she commands respect and she is obviously a business leader who understands economics and she understands how we need to restore this this country to greatness economically. And it's actually through the small business. And she is just because she rose to the top of a large corporation does not mean that that's that she's a big corporate gal. She gets it, Alicia, that it's all about people like you, the small business owner. Yeah. You know, uh, Carly Fiorina has her own enemies, mostly uh people who uh, she laid off, you know, lots of people while she was at Hewlett Packard. But you know what it tells me is that she understands the, um, the really the realities of running business, the, real, the human cost of business and the human cost of uh, overspending, you know, and that's something that I want to see in a leader in, in the White House. Uh, you know, it, the Congress is not going to cut itself off, at least if we had a, a an executive who would veto spending measures, that would really help. Yeah, she talked about spending tonight, too. And, you know, one of the things that she was really, she really educated people on if they watched was, you know, government, you know, our our, our government, the U.S. government likes to consider a, a, a slower increase as a cut. You, mm-hmm. you know, like, you know how the budgets work? Basically, yeah. when, an appro- when they go to the appropriations meetings, basically what they're doing is they've got built-in increases every year into the budgets. So if they right. go and instead of it increasing 10%, it only increases 5 they actually consider right. that a cut. That's not a cut in spending. Right. A cut That's in spending exactly. says you're, you're going to go from spending $50 billion to we 10 have, We have trillions in unfunded liabilities, and, and uh, this country is going to be bankrupt within the next, I mean, probably the next decade. And, uh, you know, you're absolutely right. We, we need to have a balanced budget, but it's not a, it is not a spending cut to infinitely increase the spending. Uh, and the way that they're doing it is, and we've talked about this before, is they're just inflating the money supply um, <laughs> to, to keep up with the out-of-control spending of the Congress. So, um, you know, that's like me. If my business was losing money, for me to be like, well, I'll just, you know, spend a little less, you know, I'll keep, I'll keep increasing my budget, but I'm just going to spend, I'm going to increase it at 10% instead of 20%. So that's 
so I get into the hole a little slower than I was before. That's ridiculous. Right. And and I love exactly. And I love her ability to provide really detailed specifics that are still easy to understand. And she's very clear and you know exactly where she stands. And she says one of the other things that I love about her campaign is she says she's training her fire where it belongs at Hillary, not at the other GOP candidates. And that's one of the things that bothers me about Trump is that immediately he's got too much fire. And I get that he talks about our leaders being horrible. I'm criticizing them myself a, a lot tonight, but I'm not running for president. You know, I'm not I'm not damaging the brand where, you know, I don't I don't have his voice. I think it's different for me. I'm an equal opportunity criticizer. It's my job. Um, But she they need to be all taking the fire to Hillary because the media is not going to hold her accountable. The only way, you know, she's still strong, although I don't know if you heard about this. I don't trust so many polls, Alicia. They still got Jeb supposedly in the lead, and there ain't anybody that I know that's gonna gonna vote for Jeb Bush. So I'm really <laughs> doubting the polls. But there is a I, I, there's nobody I know either. But then a lot of my friends are libertarian, <laughs> right? Um, but supposedly she's struggling up in New Hampshire against that crazy Bernie Sanders. Uh huh. I mean, really. Now, I, I, yeah. you know, at first it made me chuckle because I thought, oh, Lottie, she's in trouble if she's struggling up against him. And then I thought, wait, wait a second. I thought, you know what? We have gone so crazy. We've gone so full stupid in this country that we have so many Americans. It's like that. Who was it who said back in 44, the guy who had run for president so many times, he had said, um, I can't, Thomas, somebody Thomas. He had said that the American people would never knowingly vote for vote in socialism. Um, but you could get socialism over on them little by little if you change the name of it to liberalism and got it incrementally over onto them. And that's where we're at in the nation. Yeah. So, so I stopped, I, I, I stopped, you know, chuckling over it and, you know, we now have Bobby Jindal threw his hat in the rings and we now have 13 in. Um, Jindal said a lot of great things, but honestly, I think he waited too late. I don't think he's got the charisma, the charm. I think a lot of what he said in the speech was good, but it was too much a uh, cliche stuff like leading from behind. I mean, you know, we, you know, that ain't going to do it. You're not going to rise above out of 13 people with the same old, same old kind of talk track. He also made a mess of some things in Louisiana. Um, so I, I, you know, I'm really not putting much into him. I got to thinking, you know, I didn't want to, I'm try, I, I am dynamite in a dress. I got to hit people hard where it is, but I also feel like we got to think about what can we do to turn things around? What can the GOP do? And I got to thinking about when we had 16 people on a stage in 2012 up at the Reagan library and how they were all invoking, you know, Reagan, you know, it's one thing to invoke him in, in, in memory, but I, I'm, I've yet to really see anybody who really had what he had. And that's what we need. We need a Reagan, Alicia. We need, and what I mean by that is um, we need somebody with, that ability to punch back the bullies, but do it with that little twinkle in his eye that makes people want to cheer him on when he does it. You remember, I don't know if you remember that time when he said, hey, you know, Mr. Whatever, I paid for this microphone. And the way he did it, yeah. it was aggressive and it punched back, but he did it with charm. That's what we need. He had flashes of anger, but they were righteous. And his love of America was so sincere and so heartfelt that hope just sprang from his personally handwritten speeches. And he wore his love of God with the same kind of loose, understated, unassuming, comfortable overcoats, you know, that I used to see him wear when he would give a speech, you know, out in the cold. And he had such a deep respect for all faiths and all people. 
and it just never wavered, no matter how he was under attack. And he had such an honest humility about him that it truly engendered trust in him. And he proved it when he was willing to go before the American people and admit what had happened with Iran Iran Contra. And he knew how to assess a problem and he knew how to craft a solution, including reaching across the aisle. And he understood what the foundation of America was all about. And so he knew how to spot an enemy. You got to know what you're about. And what you stand for, so you know who's coming against you. And he would not be tolerating what is going on in this nation today. And we need a Reagan who's got all those uh, all those attributes. That's that's what I think that we need to do, and that's what I'm looking for in the campaign trail. Got about 15 seconds. Anything you want to add to that? Yeah, you know what I really liked about Reagan is that he was he was fearless, but it wasn't ego and bluster. I mean, I, I like Trump being fearless. Uh, but Reagan, really, he was very confident in his dealing with the, with the press because he knew political games. All right. We, you know what? I got to leave it there, Alicia. Hey, tomorrow night, 9 to 10, right here on The Andrea K Show. The Andrea K Show on AM 1170. The Answer is sponsored by Andrea K. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.